Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The 2022 NFL regular season is over, which means so is fantasy football season. But that does not mean we can look ahead to next season and pinpoint some trends we learned from this past season, players to target, players to avoid, and so much more here on the 65th episode of the Breakout Football Podcast on the Believe Network, sponsored by Prize Picks. I'm your host, as always, Zach Cohen. You can follow me on social media everywhere at Zach Cohen, F-B-Z-A-C-H-C-O-H-E-N-F-B. Normally, you know me, I like to get right into the information. Doing it a little differently this time. We're gonna get some stuff out of the way first, and then I promise you the rest of the episode can be stored away come August, late July, early September for your fantasy football teams. This will be the last episode of the season, and for the foreseeable future, honestly, uh, the plan was always to do this season and just kind of see where everything stands. Now, I took on a new job with the 33rd team this past season as a multimedia coordinating producer on the fantasy and betting side. It has been awesome. It has been phenomenal. I've had a lot of fun with it. I've had a lot of responsibilities, more so than I imagined, Uh, but that's a good thing, and there has been no issues whatsoever, and uh, well, that'll continue to happen. You know, if anything changes, you'll know, but I can't see, knock on wood, anything changing until then, so I've had a lot of opportunities not just to grow there, but to also produce a lot of content and that's kind of where this ties in is I don't really need to be don't really have time to do a weekly fantasy show during the off season uh, while I'm still having this role with the 33rd team again all my content can be found on my social media or via the 33rd team hopefully y'all know where to get that at this point I'll still be unveiling weekly prize picks props to take been pretty hot lately. Those kicker props last week, if y'all followed me on Twitter, y'all would have known those hit pretty hard. Normally, I'll at least like to script or outline something with the past minute or two in case you couldn't tell of uh, been at least me rambling. Just pretty grateful to have been able to do this show. Started it out with Cole Topham at the beginning of the last season and we went right into it. Weekly show. Some evolution, some changes. Cole took on a responsibility doing some great work with Devil's Digest over in Arizona State. So I took on the bulk of the workload this season. And I don't want to say it became a hassle because I still liked the content I put out. I shortened the episodes by a lot to make it more digestible for y'all, more actionable for y'all, easier to listen to when I walk to class or drive to work or laying in bed at night or in the morning. There's something easy to listen to. Hopefully, Something fun. That's really the name of the game. Something fun. And whatever I will be doing in the future, literally my whole life, my goal is to have fun with it. This was fun. I'm glad I got to do this. Thank you for listening. If you have anything to say, y'all know where to find me. I think one of the biggest parts I really didn't foresee was just becoming so close with some of the listeners, people reaching out on a weekly basis and getting to know them and answering their questions and following along their 
fantasy seasons and even more just like how they're doing and things like that so that was really cool and i look forward to however that extension will grow in the future for sure uh but for now this will be the last episode of the breakout football podcast for the foreseeable future sounds kind of cliche to say foreseeable future but uh we don't know but I'm not going anywhere, and the fantasy advice is not going anywhere. Still can be found on Twitter and TikTok, at ZachCohenFB. And again, prize picks, that'll still be there. You can still use my promo code until the end of time, ZCohen, to get a 100% deposit match on your first deposit. I gave it to a co-worker today. Hopefully, he makes uh, some money off of that code. ZCohen, 100% deposit match on prize picks. You put in 100 bucks, you get 100 bucks free no strings attached it's really that simple i didn't even have to write that out at this point like it it is that simple so let me know if you use that or you need any props even been dipping into some nba props lately Ooh, shout out jeremy cohen all right we talked enough about me normally i save that mumbo jumbo for the end just wanted to get it out right away maybe if you're still listening to this great let's talk about fantasy football from the past season now what i compiled were the top 12 finishers at each position in points per game. Because averages tell us the better picture. It's not necessarily who scored the most points, but potentially who could be values heading into next season. And I'll have some examples of that. I did exclude week 18, so most fantasy seasons, obviously week 1 to 17. Obviously with the DeMar Hamlin situation, some leagues extended into week 18. I was going to do this episode last week, it just didn't feel right. But with that, we can talk about the quarterbacks, the top 12 quarterbacks in fantasy points per game. Clearly, the number one passer, Jalen Hurts, 26.4 points per game. Number two, Patrick Mahomes, 25.2. And Josh Allen at 24.9. Joe Burrow at 22.6. And then a drop-off at five, Justin Fields with 19.7. And Lamar Jackson tied with 19.7. Then at seven, Kyler Murray with 18.2. And then Geno Smith and Daniel Jones tied with 18.1. Trevor Lawrence and Tua Tagovailoa tied with 17.8. Then rounding out the top 12, Kirk Cousins at 17.4. I have a couple thoughts on Cousins in a sec. But some names that stand out. Obviously, Jalen Hurts, quarterback one. That was the prediction at the beginning of the season. Not a surprise if you drafted Hurts. Congrats, you might have won your title or come close. Again, the best teams probably had the best quarterbacks in most leagues because they were clearly a top four in Hurts, Mahomes, Allen, Burrow. In years past, normally I've advised on waiting on quarterbacks. This was the first year I could remember why I said, you know, it might do you better to take one of these top quarterbacks because the drop-off seems to be pretty big, and that's exactly what happened. That's a strategy I might follow next year, though there are still a couple guys I like next season, namely my guy, Trevor Lawrence finished as quarterback 10. He ended hot. He was the overall quarterback three and on average between weeks 10 to 16. Not only is he playing good football right now, but he looks like he'll be playing better because he gets Calvin Ridley next season. Remember that trade? That's happening. Lawrence is also an effective runner, though he only averages three to four rushes a game. He makes plays with his feet. A player who does not make plays with his feet, but still gets the job done. Kirk Cousins, quarterback 12. His quarterback won each of the past three seasons, so right on the edge uh, in years prior as well. Yet he's consistently picked as a mid-quarterback to, I say this every season, value. 
Is he someone you can rely on to win a championship? Maybe not, but he's not going to cost you your week. Get you a solid 17 to 20 points, some boom weeks, a couple bust weeks. But naturally, he's as safe as it gets, especially now with TJ Hawkinson. And the Vikings are still going to pass the ball a lot. I'll get to that in a sec when I talk about Dalvin Cook and why I'm cooling off on him and you should too. But Minnesota had the third highest pass play rate last season and I I guess this current season. Uh, And I don't see that changing heading into 2023. The running backs, number one, Austin Eckler with 23.7 fantasy points. Two, CMC, 21.2. Number three, wow, Josh Jacobs. I will take the L. I have faded Jacobs. Who saw this coming? 20 fantasy points. Number four, Derrick Henry with 19.35. Saquon Barkley at 17.8. He was consistently drafted in the second round in one of my leagues. I took him at the back end of the first. That paid off. Number six, Joe Mixon with 17.1. Seven, Tony Pollard, it'll be so interesting to see what Dallas does this offseason. He had 16.5. 8. Brees Hall, he played only 7 games, so I'm going to mention a couple other guys here, but he had 15 or 16.4 fantasy points. Pardon, he should be a first round pick next season? I don't know about that. Maybe early second round. Nick Chubb, James Conner, Aaron Jones, Leonard Fournette, all between 16 and 15 fantasy points. Running back 13, Ramondre Stevenson kind of had a couple weeks where he was injured, a couple dud weeks toward the end of the season, but still 14.7 fantasy points. And then running back 14, Dalvin Cook. I kind of hit on the head. I mean, I said injuries would be prominent with him, but they weren't because he played a full season, and yet he still finished as running back 14. He's another running back you just really can't trust because he was healthy. That's his first full season he's played in six years in the NFL. This was his worst fantasy performance since 2018. Just didn't look as good. And the Vikings, they're throwing the ball more. We will see where his ADP lies next season, but I'd be initially scared to draft him, if not at all. I do want to talk about Nick Chubb, but real quick, a note on Joe Mixon. I know I said he was running back six. He really wasn't. He really wasn't. Uh, he was actually running back 16 if you exclude his 55-point performance in week 9. That clearly drops. So don't let the numbers fool you. Mixon was a mid-running back too this season with one all-time performance. Another running back that was weird, Nick Chubb. Again, prior to the season, his ADP dropped a bit. You could have gotten him in the middle of the second round, and that's fine. But this was another season where his production was vastly different from the first half of the season and from the second half of the season. He became so touchdown dependent and we saw him dropping to that floor when he really wouldn't score in the final month and a half. And it kind of coincides with Deshaun Watson because Chubb had no touchdowns from weeks 13 to 17 and Chubb got Watson back around week 13. Next season, yeah, the upside will be there for Chubb, especially if Kareem Hunt walks. We just can't trust Chubb as an RB1 moving forward. Let's talk briefly about the wide receivers because there were some good ones. I got a couple of opinions about them, and so did my colleague Josh Fuster. He just had a good video about the importance of drafting receivers over running backs over the 33rd team. The receivers at number one by .2 points per game, Justin Jefferson. Two, Cooper Cup only played nine games, started and finished eighth. 22.4 fantasy points per game, still a stud. 
Tyreek Hill at three with 21.4 fantasy points, and Devontae Adams and Jamar Chase rounding out the top five with 20-point performances per week. Then Stephon Diggs at 19.5 at wide receiver six, followed up A.J. Brown at wide receiver seven with 17.9 fantasy points, C.D. Lamb, Amon Ross St. Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, and a drop-off to Jalen Waddle with 15.6 fantasy points as wide receiver 12. Some quick thoughts. DeAndre Hopkins was wide receiver 11 with 16.9 points per game. Tony Pollard was running back 7 with 16.5 points per game. Kind of lines up with what Josh Fuster was saying. Running back 24 in points per game. That was Travis Etienne with 12.5 fantasy points. Translate that to wide receiver production. He'd be a wide receiver 3. Actually, to be exact, he'd be a wide receiver 31 behind Jacoby Myers and Zay Jones. Yeah, we know wide receiver is deep, and I've always said you should get your good running backs early, but I don't know. I'm starting to lean toward a more ambiguous draft theory when it comes to what positions to target early. Again, you might just need to take the best player available, guys and ladies. This might how it has to be. And I know that's not a groundbreaking take, and neither is this. Travis Kelsey, yeah. Tight end position, it's Travis Kelsey, your bust. He is the most valuable player in fantasy. I've been saying that for three seasons. Unless he gets hurt, he should be a first-round pick. He should be a top-ten fantasy pick as of now. I don't know what Kansas City's wide receiver situation will be like yet or what the tight end landscape will look like next season. It doesn't matter. As long as Kelsey is healthy, he is the most valuable player in fantasy. It's really that simple. But yeah, things will change. And as of this second... I really can't tell you what tight ends I like in the later rounds. I can tell you right now the top 12 this season. Travis Kelsey with 19.3 fantasy points per game. Number two was TJ Hawkinson at 13.3. Three, George Kittle, Mark Andrews, Dallas Goddard, Zach Ertz, Evan Engram. Evan Engram had 10.6. He was seven. He was also the number one tight end in the last month and a half. Number eight, Pat Fryermuth, 9.9 fantasy points. You can see where it drops off. Goes to Fryermuth, the Waller. David Njoku, Dalton Schultz, and yeah, Taysom Hill with 9.5 fantasy points per game. Pretty skewed, but he ended strong. Here's what I will give you before I sign off here for the last time this season. Some sleepers I may like in August. Again, things will change at the tight end position. Daniel Bellinger, Trey McBride, and Chig Akonkwo. And what do you know? They're all in their first season. Could the tight end renaissance be among us? Nah, maybe. Doubt it, though. Will tight ends ever be back? I don't know. Don't tell that to Travis Kelsey or the other tight ends. And with that, really, if you did listen to this whole episode and really all the episodes, or even just a snippet, or even you just follow me and feel bad or know me, and you're like, let me just listen to what this kid has to say, thank you. It means a lot. I like to talk. I like to talk about football. I like to help people. I'd like to think this accomplishes all three things. Again, I'm not going anywhere. Twitter, TikTok will still be super active responding to all your comments. Just let me know you listen to this at some point. This episode should be up, I guess, until the end of time. Unless, you know, a comment hits the Believe headquarters. So I appreciate all of you. Until next time, 65 episodes in. Shout out to my man Cole Topham. All the fabulous guests we've had over the years. From Nathan Jonke to Jake Seeley to Dwayne McFarlane and everyone in between. I appreciate you. I appreciate all the listeners. I appreciate my family, friends, Tubi, Bailey, Jeremy. Appreciate all y'all. As always, everyone have a great 
rest of the postseason. If your team is still in the playoffs, good luck. Everyone stay safe, stay happy. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.